0: Hello and welcome to Time and Relative Opinions in Space, and we're here today to review and talk about one of the best episodes in this current series, and maybe the whole new run of Doctor Who. I'm joined today by Sean Campbell, as normal, and we're here to review episode six, Dalek. How are you, Sean?
1: I'm doing very well, thank you. Looking forward to talking about this one, because yeah, it's... It's a fantastic episode.
0: We're, we're both we're both pretty hyped to uh, talk about this episode, so I think we might as well just get
1: just jump straight in, yeah.
0: Straight in, yeah. So the episode pretty much opens with the TARDIS materialising in what looks like some sort of museum.
1: I, w- I would say, yes, an alien museum. Mm. Someone's got a hobby. They, oh,
0: yeah. they
1: have, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, just looking around, um, there's, there's an Easter egg. There's, I'm pretty sure there's a xenomorph's head in yeah. uh, the glass in one of the displays. So I, th- I read somewhere online there was an egg, like a xenomorph egg as well, but I couldn't see it.
0: No, no, I think some things are yeah, pretty well hidden. You've got to be
1: keen to,
0: to sort of spot them. Um, he, he said mentioned something about a distress signal bringing them here, doesn't he? I think that's important to,
1: Yeah, to something mention. reaching out.
0: And as a young fan, when you watched this originally, did you recognise many of the um, exhibits, for a lack of a better word, like especially the Cyberman one? Did that did that mean anything to you back then?
1: Uh, if, I mean, I, like I guess I didn't see season one as it happened. By the time I'd got season one on um, like DVD, the like the modern Cyberman had debuted. So oh, right. I knew I knew of the modern Cybermen, the classic ones not so much. But as I'd like watch them, um, I watched like the Five Doctors. A friend of my a family friend had that on DVD, and as uh, so I would watch that, and then I re- sort of recognized the Cybermen through that. But but the Cybermen were big, were they? Like not, not like not, not for a long time, they were the number two villain. Like
0: yeah, I think they all, always have been seen
1: as the number two villain. Uh, they debuted in the
0: uh, First Doctor's and last ever adventure. Uh, very think, very different looking back then, um, and they were quite prevalent for the for the second doctor. He met them a fair few times.
1: I think it's it's worth noting that actually, to be fair, for the like to the likes of the second doctor, they were the number one villain because they there was like sort of writing dis- no, not writing disputes, um, copyright disputes with the creator of the Daleks. And yeah, they were, and they I should, think, they couldn't use them.
0: Yeah, and they were also uh, they also thought they probably got a bit overused as well. They did. He did use them a fair bit. I think Yeah. they were used in his first, the second Doctor's first episode, and then he didn't really see them much. I don't think until the third Doctor, if my history is correct. But yeah, they also they're one of those um, probably the one bad guy that's changed the most, and they have sort of worked it into storylines as well. Like you know, they're, they're constantly evolving the Cyberman, which we've well,
1: seen. I kind of in- like that. Um, I mean, that's a Conversations for when we eventually get to the Cybermen episodes. Yeah. But I, I like how they did change their design. But like I said, they, like so they they kept the Daleks the same, but then they evolved the Cybermen and things like that. It's... They did change the Daleks
0: uh, in this new run, but we'll uh, we'll get to that when we get yes. to that because I've got. <laughs> I imagine we've both got opinions on that one, so we'll say oh, we'll say we'll save it. For the, we'll save it for them. Just as
1: a quick <laughs> note, I noticed as well. Um, this episode aired in 2005 and is set seven years after that in 2012. And we are yeah. reviewing it seven years I after know, yeah.
0: 2012. So there you go. It's mad that that was the future and now it's the, the long ago past. Yep. <laughs> it's strange how these things work.
1: Um,
0: yeah, well, as a as a fan, I, I've sort of, um, for lack of a better word, popped a big time for the Cyberman had. Uh, there's yeah. always been... They've always been my second favourite villain, and it was quite cool to see a nod, a nod to
1: them. Absolutely, it is a nice
0: so, thing. Anyway, uh, I don't know if they set an alarm off or it just goes off. I'm, I'm always a
1: bit unsure on that. It's from, the doctor touches the glass as if to like reach out and touch the Cyberman, but then it and that's spreads, what does like, it,
0: is it? it. triggers yeah. the alarm.
1: Yeah, they might
0: have been seen on CTV or, or something. Anyway, to be honest, but yeah, the armed guards get there quite. Quick and um, they uh, surround the Doctor and Rose
1: and then Rose remarked, if someone's, you know the, a fair point was if someone's collecting aliens and the Doctor better watch out
0: yeah because that makes you exhibit A
1: <laughs> and the title card rules <laughs>
0: yeah and we get
1: uh, we just get for the alert. record as well uh, it's written by Robert Sherman I think it's pronounced. oh right yeah I'm and apparently this is his only contribution to Doctor Who which I mean Jesus Christ get yeah. that get that guy <laughs> back
0: here he's probably got on to uh, bigger and better things after this episode
1: sure. um, he, drew, he drew heavily on the audiobook Jubilee ah, right. uh, oh. one of the big finish ones which I'd really recommend listening if you if you or anyone listening hasn't listened to it it's a very good listen and it's, it's 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 a very different story in some respects to Dalek as well so that's um if you've seen Dalek, you, like you get some, you get a new experience by listening to Jubilee. And there's certain like parts of it where you'll, you'll realize, like, oh, that's what they took from that, and that's how like inspired that. But they are still, they're very different works.
0: That's excellent. I, that. I know, I know. Quite a few episodes in this you run are loosely based on some of the big finished audio books and some on actual books that have been um, written on Doctor Who, the story books. So. I mean, why yeah. not? You know, like most, people haven't, know. Yeah, like, a lot most of, people haven't
1: listened to them, so why not use
0: them? There's a lot of material to draw from, isn't there?
1: There is that. There is that. But
0: anyway, we get another Bad Wolf reference, don't we? It's the name of um, Henry Van Staten's helicopter, is it? Um, the Bad Wolf, what is that? Yeah, as it, as it lands on his helipad. Um, we get to see Henry Van Staten is obviously a very
1: rich and powerful man. He's a very entertaining man to watch. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. he's a lot of fun. Just like the classic about... spoiled billionaire. Like... Yeah,
0: not a very nice man. He wants to replace the president. His assistant doesn't think that's a good idea, so he uh, replaces him with uh, the next person standing there. And he said something about something like, leave him on the street, Sacramento, or something. Like his memory. beginning with us, I think, or something like that. He's
1: like, thank you so much for your opinion. You're fired. This yeah. is memory. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah. And then they talk a little bit about like the intruders, and then he wants to visit his pet and things like that, don't they? And it's a good scene. It establishes Matsuzaka's <laughs> character quite well of just being a spoiled man baby, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. And then we cut to
0: some sort of creature getting tortured. I think it's even at this point it's obvious what it is, but uh, it's not it's not really revealed is it you see well the episode's sort of...
1: called dalek so you know, yeah
0: but <laughs> it's it's a metal tron at this point sean
1: yeah it's only called it a metal tron a ridiculous name but still
0: but yeah they uh, they bring the doctor to him in his like little office don't we after the sort of torture scene and they've got some weird little gizmo they're looking at and um Van Statten's assistant is trying to work out what it is, and the Doctor's like, "Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to hold it like that." And he's like, "Why? Is that dangerous?" And he's
1: like, "Oh, <laughs> oh just looks silly." No, it's <laughs> just a faux pas. <laughs> was, uh, exactly, just like like an what that was, you know, the painting of Van Staten behind him. Yeah, I found this on a trivia page. That's not actually a painting of Van Staten, It's just the one that they found somewhere, and but it, it looks like a hell like of to- yeah. To use, yeah, I always thought that was Mendel because it looks really like him but anyway so, <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it's revealed to be a musical instrument which I quite liked and they, they were just not right about that at all but it uh, it establishes both the characters quite well because you see that the Doctor is like, he genuinely cares for all of the stuff whereas yeah. that, that's just like a spoiled brat moving from one toy to the next he's just like oh yeah that, that was cool great. throw it away
0: just something for him to uh to play with and lock up in his little cabinet, I suppose isn't it and, yeah um they sort of ask um they sort of ask about who he who he is um uh, his assistant says this is henry Van Statt, and he he owns the internet, and the host says, nobody owns the internet. And I like his little thing, and let's keep the world believing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you owned the internet, you'd be a trillionaire, basically. Well, <laughs> I think I think he possibly is, but
0: it's not out of the realms of possibility that somebody does actually owns the internet and nobody knows about it. Let's, let's face it.
1: It's, I mean, it's it's certainly not out of the realms of possibility in Doctor Who. Like,
0: <laughs> it's not the most
1: ridiculous thing it asks you to believe. So
0: <laughs> no, no, all sorts of strange things come out, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when we learn the name of um, Van Staten's British helper, but it's Adam, isn't it? If I, if I got that
1: correct. It is, yeah. Um, that's a good point, actually. Uh,
0: and isn't he, uh, Van isn't Staten he, uh, just
1: calls him the English kid. Yeah. Isn't he
0: um, a former Coronation Street actor or something like that? these are a fair few of those, don't they? Uh,
1: going I love the next actors. He also reminds me a lot of Adam Blump here from um, formerly <laughs> of Wackles and Yeah, the, just, the, the just less really
0: said about the, him. the, the less but, said yeah. about him, the better. Absolutely. <laughs> never got, never got anyone's fixation with him. But uh, well, we'll just, just me move along. It. We'll just move along from that. But anyway, Henry Van wants to know why why they're here, how they got there, and what they were doing so close to the cage uh which he explains as his one living specimen
1: yeah Uh, and then there's a good bit of dialogue between the doctor and he's Certain ways it's it's, there's just like one word responses where he's like show me or you want to see it like you don't know what it's like (laughs) yeah it's Um, just about a kiss basically
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they take uh, they eventually take the doctor to, to the cage to see his uh, living specimen, which he says, "I call it the Metal drum. Came up with that name myself." <laughs> he's like, well. game, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. he's so proud of
1: it. As well, he's so proud of it as well. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's cool, isn't it?" It's like, no, but it I is the this. type of thing almost a child would come up. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. I know this sicker fans
0: would uh, be too scared to tell him it's Yeah, so it then, good, you know, yeah, yeah, great name, great, name. great, name. great name. <laughs> <laughs> I love the little exchange he of that guy, Simmons, when he says, "Yeah, you better put these gloves on. The last person to touch it burnt to death and,
1: and just said, well, I won't touch it, man. <laughs> and everyone around him just smokes. That's great. It's a great little comedian. It's the way
0: he delivers the line as well. It's... Uh, it's so funny
1: and just spam <laughs> And then Christopher Eccleston is very good at that. Um, like, uh, what's it look like? A, like, deadpan comedy for one of the better terms. Yeah. Like, yeah, where you just play it with a straight face and like. Speaking of, know, of Christopher Eccleston being good at acting. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I love that uh, he enters the cage. I love. I know we know what it is, but there's still, you know, a nice slow reveal. There's still the anticipation somehow, isn't there? Even though. The episode's called Dalek, so that's what we're
1: expecting. In, in fairness, for a lot of kids watching it at the time, they might well have not have known mm. what Dalek was as well. So I know. but um
0: he he walks in there, he says, I'm here to help. I'm the doctor and all we see is like the sort of the the blue of the the eye, the Dalek's eye sort of light the room up as you hear know, the um, sort of famous sort of Greek robotic screech to the Dalek as he says doctor. that doctor was a terrible impression of my throats oh, I just got up my throat's not quite right <laughs> but uh, yeah and the doctor sort of looks shut and takes a bit of a step back because he, he he's sort of impossible you, you can't believe what's um what's standing in front of him. What did you make of this, the the reveal of the Dalek? Uh,
1: Oh, it's excellent. So like when the lights, um, when the lights come on, he's genuinely just like, his first thing is shock more than anything. Just disbelief. He's like, no, this just, he's just like, this cannot be. But of course it is. uh, Mm. And Chris Fretters does a great performance in this entire scene. Yeah. he, he, He goes from like shock to, Genuine terror to anger to sadness and then anger again and yeah it's brilliant yeah uh, he was such
0: a good choice to reintroduce the doctor back wasn't he he's, such, he's a well known actor so he you know he brings um, you know gravitas and um, yeah, really a, you know yeah uh, I can of, of the word at once legi-
1: legitimacy uh, yeah
0: that's it that's it yeah. to the role.
1: And
0: um, so, yeah, I say just, that uh, superb. He's a superb actor as well. And of course, the the, doc, the the Dalek wants to do the one thing Daleks do best, and uh, he, he tries to exterminate the Doctor, but uh, he's not
1: working properly, is he? And the Doctor again stands there, just on the edge, just waiting for it. Runs to the door and screams. It's easily the most scared you've ever seen the Doctor in the show mm. up to this point. Uh, and yeah, he, and then he after we can't kill him, the doctor just falls about laughing of all, of all things.
0: Yeah, um, they say, they have a bit of exchange talking about they're the, they're the, last, they're the last two, um, the doctor says, uh, the Dalek sort of says we are alike or the same and the doctor doesn't like that at first but then he's like, no, perhaps we are because I know what to do exterminate and he goes over to the machine and sort of puts it on full power doesn't need to try and uh electrocute the dalek to death i suppose but uh van staten's having none of that and he demands they get in there and uh get the doctor away
1: from his prized
0: possession
1: they do that and um, there's just a couple of things i want to know in that scene as well just like dialogue exchange between it i like the do- the dalek isn't as dalek of any real significance it notes like it was just it was just a disposable soldier built for battle. Yeah, yeah,
0: he, he, just a soldier waiting for orders.
1: He says, doesn't he? And then it, it demands orders. It orders the doctor to give it orders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unless it's a thing. And um, that that's the only plot point from Jubilee. The book that really carries over is uh, the Dalek in that in Jubilee mm. as well is also lost without orders and doesn't know what to do without instruction. And yeah. there's a good way you see like. Like the Doctor, you see that ultimately, he can't process his grief, basically. And he, he takes it out on the Dalek. Not entirely unjustly, of course, but like yeah. no, no, he takes out his anger and frustration on this basically nearly dead and powerless creature. And he goes, and he, like, it's a good thing. In the, in, the other, in the other three or four stories, rather, you know, you see, so he made a point of he gave the nesting consciousness a chance, he gave the Gelf a chance, he gave the Selina a chance. And yeah, this one he just straight up tries to kill it in cold blood and when it begs for mercy he just goes well, why should I? You never had any mercy. Yeah which is he's... like a jarring contrast to how you've seen him in the in yeah, the previous it makes episodes.
0: Yeah but I mean he oh, knows, it does absolutely he knows absolutely. The It's not, he's, he's it's not a them. criticism
1: it's a testament to the writing mm.
0: like it, it carries it and it makes sense and you believe it. He's fought them so many times and um, they've you know they've killed so many and destroyed so much. And he also talks about, I should also mention, he also talks about, um, you know, he tells the Dalek, all the Time Lords are gone, all the Daleks are, uh, are gone. And then he said, the end of the last great time war. So now we pretty much know for certain the, the last great, you know, the time war that's been mentioned was fought between Time Lords and Daleks. Um,
1: yeah. Nobody this is won. The... Yeah. This is the basically. first big information uh, you get on the time war. Like it, it's, mentioned, it's mentioned briefly at the end of End of the World, where he, he just sort of talks about how his people are gone. and, and mm. that, But these are the first sort of details you get around it. Mm. And is this the first time you see you find out that the Doctor was the one who ended it as well? Because I don't think it's mentioned in the End of the yeah, World. Think,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I, I think so, yeah.
1: So I Which is his guilt over destroying.
0: Yeah, even though... They're a terrible race. I do still think he feels guilty about his actions,
1: and so he projects that onto the Dalek like, and say, "Well, it's your mm. fault because he can't he can't confront his own grief on it." And um,
0: maybe yeah, if you want, it's, it's
1: a great scene. Uh, the the last thing on it I'd like to really mention is how um, a testament to the really good writing. Yeah, uh, is that um, when you go in, you're firmly on the Doctor's side. And uh, you know it's the Daleks shouting exterminate and just trying to straight up kill the Doctor without thought. But by the end of it, uh, the Doctor is trying to kill this defenceless creature in cold blood, and, and you know it's, you almost start to feel sorry for the Daleks. At least I do when I'm watching it. And um, like right down to them saying, ex- right down to them both saying exterminate before they try yeah. to kill the other. And I really like it. Uh, mm-hmm. I th- if, if it was ra- if using wrestling terminology, you'd call it a double turn. <laughs> but um, if you're using normal terminology, you would just say that one. But you know, one of them, the Doctor goes in as the good guy, and then the Sense walks out as the bad guy, and the dark's the one left there that started as the bad guy and kind of came out as the good guy in a, in, a, in a weird sort of way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, you could look at it like that. There's also other layers. Of, I just wanted to mention to the Dalek Doctor stuff, where the Doctor you know in genesis of the daleks he had a chance to uh, stop the dalek race from even coming to being but uh, he couldn't you know he couldn't do it back then um it just went against you know everything he sort of stood for yeah. so what? it's almost it's almost his fault that the daleks even sort of got to this stage if that makes sense he had his chance yeah, to he- stop them and he didn't take it, perhaps for the right reasons in a sense. So, you know, he's he's got blame and guilt going back. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's frustrating.
1: Like, I mean, mm. a, I think in some sense everyone can relate to not that, but like everyone, everyone in a weird way can relate to a time where they've done the right thing, they've done everything right, but it just hasn't worked out. Yeah, and then that is one of the most immensely frustrating things in the world. And then times that by you did the right thing, but it resulted in the death of your species. (laughs) Like, that's a a hell of a good carry, I guess.
0: Yeah, uh, that
1: scene is uh, easily the best scene we've covered so far. Yeah. it's Something, anything struggles to top it. Off the top of my head, I'm struggling to think of ones that do. Probably will come up ones that match it, but
0: but anyway, yeah, they, uh, they remove the Doctor from the cage. Uh, Sven Staten orders, um, but he goes back in to try and talk to the Dalek, but the Dalek still won't talk to him. So when the Hoth, he orders Simmons back in there to get, him to get this Dalek to
1: talk by any means necessary. <laughs> this is going to be the weirdest point, but I've always thought this, even since I was a kid when I was watching this. You know the bit when... The, you see Van Staten from the Dalek's image and like half his face is cut out mm-hmm. uh, just because of the way the Dalek's eye works. I always think he looks like Jack Black there. Oh, right. <laughs> not, not that. But, but if anyone watches it back, you might see what I mean. with the when it, it's specific. No, I'm not saying Van Staten always yeah. looks like Jack Black, but it's just in that one bit where the Dalek's looking at him. Not something I've considered before,
0: but I'll go with it. <laughs> you won't be able to unsee it now
1: <laughs> when you, re- when you re- watch it.
0: So I think we uh, I think we see Rose with uh, with Adam the uh, the English scientist guy and um, they're talking about stuff as uh, as in his little sort of laboratory area aren't they?
1: Yeah. They may cool. sort
0: of. I only sort of, I didn't write proper notes because I get lost so I've done more like bullet points this time so.
1: And yeah, said, are you are. Right? I've got a, just, I've got a uh, pretty
0: good memory for them so I reckon. To we'll speak, be okay with to it. Just speak out, but I know that um, the well, a monitor comes on and they see uh, Simmons torturing the Dalek. Obviously, Rose doesn't know anything about Daleks, what they are, and what they're capable of. So she feels pretty sorry, f- sorry for it, doesn't she? And she wants to, she wants like to stop the first,
1: torture, basically. I like our first instinct as well almost like, oh, where's the doctor because if the doctor wasn't there this wouldn't be allowed to happen mm. whereas of course as the audience we've just seen the doctor do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's also well, um, if this episode I'll just say is almost pretty much flawless for me if the only thing that I could even remotely say is close to a nitpick would be some of the dialogue between Rose and Adam is maybe a little bit cheesy but not massively like that's it
0: i just yeah. wanted to
1: make a note of that because that's how small of a, like that's how much i'd have to dig to try and fault something in this episode basically <laughs> like, that's how much i like this episode that that's the level i'm going down to basically to be like well if i have to pick a fault i guess that but it's not massive yeah
0: no i mean i've never really thought that much it's not an important part of the story for me so I'm no it that not much. Never give it that much thought. The important bit is she sees I just that. Just want
1: to say though, as well, the more I rewatch these episodes, the more I just feel sorry for Mickey, and I feel like <laughs> Rose should just end it with Mickey. Like, come on, Rose, you're not—you're clearly not interested in. <laughs> like, it's just not fair. She's too nice to cut him loose, basically,
0: and she—that's. Uh...
1: But sometimes you've got to be cruel to be kind, girl. <laughs> <think so. laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. Uh, so, if, then we uh, get to the elevator scene with uh, the doctor and Van Stetten and yes. Diana Goddard. And they had, there's an allusion to Davros in it, which I like. Uh, Van Stetten, asks who, like, because the doctor mentions that the Daleks were genetically engineered. And then he says, by who? And then the doctor's like, oh, by someone who's king of their own little world. You'd really like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah. Van Stetten and Davros probably would get on. I mean Devon can just
0: kill him, but you know like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, these sort of I think I think it's Goddard who sort of explains that the the, Dalet, the you know it fell it fell to earth, didn't it? Um,
1: yeah, and was on left, islands
0: and was left burning for for days or something. Scream, you know, scream in it, yeah, which, uh, even for an evil race, doesn't sound like
1: uh, do a very do good pity mm. Dalek unless I think they do. And it's another thing I love about this episode where like they could have just given you any generic Dalek story and it would have been great because the Daleks are great, but they actually like the writing actually they do they go out of their way to make a unique Dalek story,
0: yeah, um the doctor summarized it must have fell through time and space yeah which is, I always thought yeah, it made sense, as sense. A kid yeah time if, the know, do- time if the doctor survived
1: I mean, you know, if the doctor survived why didn't one of the Daleks survive seems to make like it make sense to me so. yeah yeah
0: exactly and of course we
1: find out later why the doctor survived but going forward like you yeah. just at the time watching it it's like well yeah why not if he survived maybe one of them survived
0: but, yeah, it's not long before Van Staten realises what he's got in the Doctor another uh, potential exhibit, I suppose. So uh, they sort of capture him, and we get to him sort of all, sort of all tied up by his arms, isn't he, not, and uh, he's sort of using some sort of machine to ex- uh, x-ray him, where he discovers he has two hearts.
1: Yeah, and um, I think that's the first time in this series that's mentioned. It's It was established in the classic series. Yeah. I think, in the, I think in the modern series, it's the first time you find out that the Doctor has two hearts,
0: And he wants to pattern it, doesn't he? So it's so a binary vascular yeah. system or something like that. Binary vascular it. system. That's it, that's it. I'm not I a medical guy. I, just, I didn't no know it. Yeah, I didn't know get spell doctor spell it. Doctor so House I not bother watching it, <laughs> R- writing it down, I mean. But it's
1: um, worth it's worth noting as well, because, you know, we, we go on in a minute, Van Staten talks about how um, he scavenges alien technology. Yeah. The X-ray machine kind of looks like a Daleks eye stalk, and I wonder if that's a nod to, like, the, sort of, the scavenging the technology. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe that's a reach, but I, it just kind of clicked when I was watching it. Maybe that's an yeah. kind of allusion to that. Could be. Uh, I always thought um, Simmons' little torture device thing kind of looks like a Daleks, sort of, like one of the Daleks extensions that would go on its, like, Gun and sucker thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean you, you never know, do you? I mean there's all sorts of possibilities. Yeah, and, also,
1: just, and also... just one last quick point on that. Sorry. There's a nice bit of continuity where um Eric Van Staten says that the broadband came from Roswell spaceship and the Roswell spaceship Milometer was established as being in the museum at the start of the episode. Ah, there we go. that's just a nice little bit of like uh, continuity. Little details.
0: I'm great.
1: <laughs> All right, I'll see if I
0: get a word in edgewise. Not yep. Minute, eh? <laughs> um, that's, that's completely. That's where I was going to go with this. Oh yeah, Van Staten said he's he he found the cure for the common cold, and he's like, but why sell one cure when I can sell, sell a thousand palliatives? I so don't he, know he palliative. kept it. He kept it secret. I think that's what he said. Anyway, I don't. Yes. It, I don't really know either because I'm. Uh... <clears throat> I'm not a doctor or a medical expert it. either. <laughs> Obviously, it's not, it's stuff that sort of helps ease troubles but doesn't actually cure you or something like that. I'm sure, I'm sure that I'm sure there might be someone intelligent enough listening who uh, will know what it is. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably saying to themselves, What are these idiots talking about? But uh, during this conversation, the doctor pleads pr- pretty much. Bags of Van Zandt to uh, get rid of the Dalek and uh, kill it. He's trying to explain to him how dangerous, you know, how dangerous the Dalek is, which, you know, is, if long-time fans are watching, will know how dangerous even one Dalek is if it goes on a rampage.
1: Yeah, and if but, you weren't familiar with how dangerous one Dalek is on its own, you sure as hell will be by the end of this episode. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, and your typical cocky rich guy oh nothing can escape the cage we're all alright
1: um, because he's high, he's high on his own ego basically he doesn't believe it. he's like well surely nothing would defy Henry Van Zandt but of course Henry Van isn't you know to a Dalek he's nothing <laughs> he but, just can Yeah, but it's not long before the Dalek does get loose as
0: we uh, get to Rose and Adam uh, they manage to get into the into the cage um Rose sort of talks to the doctor, uh, Dr. Dalek, sorry, doesn't she? Um, yes. She feels really sorry for it because this is her first uh, meeting with a Dalek, so she doesn't really know what they're about. And she acts the way
1: any, like she acts the way she and the doctor would towards any other diet yeah. they come across, basically. Well, she's a compassionate person, so she would feel sorry for it. Oh, absolutely. Like, she was, she, in that instance, not knowing what the Dalek is, I thought she was absolutely right. To. And I just want to give credit to uh, Nicholas Briggs, the voice of the Dalek. Well, not, not just the Daleks, but also like, just the Cybermen. Basically yeah. any sort of alien voice, pretty much. Uh, he, he does a great performance as them, and um, even the operators, and that it sounds really mm. stupid, but even just, like, the way they operate the eye stuff and things like that, it, they managed to convey emotion without actually having, a like, facial expressions to do it.
0: Yeah, it is. It's great how they managed to do that, um, and the writing, of course. But mm. yeah. during next exchange, the, the Dalek asks Rose if uh, she's afraid. Uh, Rose said she's she isn't afraid. Um, is this where the Dalek says he's glad he met somebody, a human that wasn't afraid of afraid yes. of
1: him? Yes, and then Rose reaches out to comfort him. Yeah,
0: yeah, she touches him, which turns out to be a big mistake, because I think we learned a little bit later in the episode how it happens, but uh, this actually brings the Dalek back to life, and he breaks his chains. Yep. And also quickly evacuates the the room, doesn't he? Uh, Simmons tries to confront it, which uh, I love this bit where he says, what are you going to
1: do? Sucker meter death. and that's exactly what it does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's, it's it's really good. Yeah, there's not much I to say, except it's really good. I really like how the soundtrack swells up as the Dalek like, like sort of recharges, mm. for want of a better term.
0: Um, yeah, it's, it's great scoring, isn't it? For a while? I, I, I do I do like this. Um, the alarms go off back where the doctor and van Staten are, they say all the. The it has got loose. Uh, the doctor says, you need to free me if you want to live.
1: Yeah, fantastic uh, line.
0: Release me mm. if you want to live. Which obviously Van Staten does. Uh, they say, oh, we can't get out of the cage. It's got a billion combinations. And the doctor's like, the Dalek's a genius. It can uh, calculate a 100 billion
1: combinations in one second flat. And, yep, that's and that's exactly what it does. It just breaks <laughs> free of the yeah. cage. It's like, not a problem they start shooting at it, Uh, it it does nothing.
0: Yeah, I like the way it doesn't actually retaliate at this point. It just completely ignores um, the the gunshots and the bullets as if, uh, I don't know, it's like flea bites or something. It just doesn't affect it or bother it at all at this point. Not worthy of its time. Yeah.
1: I like how you see as well, um, it's another little detail, but you'll see the bullets ricochet off the Dalek here. Yeah. whereas later on you'll know that the dog, the bullets don't even hit like, like hit the dalek which is a nice little um like just a, it's a nice detail again i think
0: mm. um so we go straight over to the nearest computer and uh, sort of smashes through the monitor with its uh um the, the sucker part isn't it uh, yes this, it sort of draws energy from it. it's getting information any sort of uh Resort of, re- sort of charging himself at the same time,
1: isn't he? We, we see it downloads the internet as well yeah. as recharges himself. Drains the power of the whole West Coast. Of yeah, America. yeah. It's ridiculous, but <laughs> it's believable for something like a Dalek.
0: Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's a technology beyond our understanding. So you know, it, 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 they can pretty much do anything with what you know, anything they want and, with these things, really.
1: <laughs> for the rig, I think. No, no, not this. bit. I was going to say this might be the bit where you see if actually find out Adam's real name. But um, but no, his real name, his real name is Adam. But he, no, 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 a, I, I know. It, yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> uh, going. And so yeah, they abandon the cage. Mm.
0: Uh, and then the the Dalek does start uh, shooting and killing people pretty much indiscriminately at this point, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Starts exterminated, everybody
1: left, right, and centre. This is how you build a star. Uh, <laughs> I know that might sound stupid, but like, you know, there's a certain wrestling promoter who we know of who might want to take notes on this scene because <laughs> this is done really well. The dark want to be an absolute monster, It tears through everything with no will of it. The main character. The star of the show is terrified of it. Doesn't he want to is. go.
0: Yeah,
1: it. like th- this is how you establish something as a big monster. Like, <laughs> I just think it's a really good scene where he like it just it just takes them. It just takes this entire group of soldiers apart with, with, with these. But like, it's nothing.
0: Yeah, it's also an interesting point, and it uh, shows you what sort of character Van Staten is when he's shouting at his men, "Don't shoot at him! I don't want that creature harmed." You lot yeah. are dispensable. The Dalek isn't. Yeah. I mean, he's and just that's... a completely uh, careless person, isn't he? He's got yeah. no uh,
1: no humanity like... at, yeah. at all, has he? I like how the um. you're right, yeah, he has no he just shows he does just, just okay. he places no value on human life. Yeah. And the I like how it's shown, Like the more the episode goes on and the more the threat of the Dalek increases the less people care about van staten's orders <laughs> because, yeah like well, they, they, would, they, yeah, they're worried for their own lives but like, they're, they're more scared of the dalek than they are van staten which is fair enough as you should be <laughs>
0: but, the doctor, but the doctor's warning van staten yeah they have to kill this dalek because if it gets out every everybody's dead basically yeah but he's yeah. at this point he's not He's still not taking heed at, the, at this point. He still thinks he can handle the situation, obviously.
1: He mentions that they could seal the doors, basically, and just mm-hmm. trap it down. There. They've got these giant steel doors, but the doctor shoots that idea down at first because it was there. Uh, the doctor also asks if they have any alien weaponry in this museum, and they say they do, but at the Daleks between them. It's also worth noting that if people are wondering why don't they just all run and leave in the tardis, uh, the doc, the Dalek was came out of the cage, which was established was near where the tardis landed. So yeah, the Dalek is between them and the tardis.
0: And also Rose isn't with them either, so he doesn't want to trap her with the Dalek miles uh, away of course, from themselves. Yeah, which we get back to them. Um, yeah, a nice little callback. To old Doctor Who, they find stairs. Rose is like, "This is more like it." It doesn't have legs. He won't be able to follow us, um, which through. is of course
1: an, an iconic criticism of the Daleks. Yeah, uh, they did
0: actually. They did actually find a way to get round stairs in their final appearance in the uh, the old series of Doctor I Who. For anybody <laughs> who, were, yeah, they ended on a. They used to break Doctor Who up into like twenty-minute parts.
1: Yes, back in uh, the old
0: days uh, Usually each part would hang on a cliff hang- ha- Cliffhanger And the end of this one was A uh, remembrance of the Daleks Or anyone who's seen it or wants to check back To, to that episode um, The Dalek Levitate, the Doctor runs up some stairs To get away from the Dalek But the Doctor, man- uh, the Dalek manages to Levitate up them uh, Which was the first time we'd ever seen that And that sort of ended that, that episode And um, but anyone who doesn't remember that will perhaps think, well, oh, perhaps the Dalek is stuck. They stand there. I mean, I wouldn't have stood there waiting to see what it did. I would have just carried on running personally. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he says the famous words, elevate. And, uh, yeah, starts elevating up the stairs. And,
1: <laughs> and yeah, and it's to it's, it's be terrifying. And this, i take this point to make this, so, um This is according to the trivia. I found online, so again, take it with a pinch of salt. But um, apparently, the writer Robert Sherman asked his um, girlfriend, who who'd never seen a Dalek before, uh, he, like he <clears throat> showed her a picture of one and said, like basically said, what what do you find ridiculous about this design? And she would say like the fact it, it can only look one way, it has it hasn't got legs, so it couldn't get upstairs, and um, it's got a sp- sucker as a weapon. Uh, she would bring up all these points, and then he wrote. The episode to include these points and to twist them into how yeah. uh, the the Dalek actually uses them as a, as a way to be terrifying. So as you see earlier, it can kill people with the sucker, it can open doors with the sucker. Uh, it can look, it can rotate round. Yeah, to it can to look and it see it can both ways.
0: Separate parts of its um, structure, can it? For lack of a better yes. word, uh, we saw we saw that earlier on. Yeah, so uh, they have sort of very cleverly got round a lot of the problems that sort of hindered them back in the day even though people were still petrified of them uh, back in the day but they've because modernized course, them
1: because of course doctor who was made on a budget of about four pounds so. yeah <laughs> they, i mean they, here here they with what they had
0: yeah they sort of modernized the I and changed it without really changing it if there's ridiculous yeah. as that statement might sound a definite less is more approach which uh some people didn't follow in later episodes, but as I said, we shall get to that when we get to it. But yeah, that the lady, she does have a name, the soldier lady. I forget. She um, she decides to uh, stand her ground and try and stop the Dalek. She goes, you're not, you're not going to stop it. And she said, somebody has to try. Now this is brave, but I think it's staffed. We've already seen it. it's a. You know a load of people firing at it, and it's completely immune to bullet. So I don't really see what she thought she was going to achieve. I, I mean, she, them ba- them. she doesn't even she doesn't even slow it down. I know Rose and Adam get away, but she doesn't really even slow it down, to be honest. It's bravery in the face of death. Hmm. <laughs> he exterminates her and, and moves on with with little less. <laughs> Little laughter, yeah,
1: actually, but um, the dog never actually says exterminate while well. it's Excuse killing all these me. people. No. <laughs> it's worth knowing, uh, which is, you know, it's fine. It's not, it's not a criticism, it's just a, sort of ironic because it's its big catchphrase and it's what it's known for. It did say it in the episode, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. But
0: as I say, it's a, a less is more
1: approach, I think, isn't it? Yeah. It, um, and, yeah, and you get to this bit, which is... It's great, but um, it's one of those things where there's not that much you can really say about it, other than the fact it's great. If you know what I mean, like mm. it is a great moment. But um, you see, like all of the sort of these like soldiers converge on the like this room where the doctor have to pass through, and the doctor tries to give them some advice, but the arrogance of these people are like, yeah, it's you know, so sort of like you might say, it's just one tin robot. It's not.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I know how to deal with one tin robot. In other words, the I'll, I'll call them a captain because they're normally captains, uh, the soldiers in charge of these groups. So, yeah, I mean, they've seen the damage it's done and they still don't want to take the doctor's
1: advice. And then the doctor establishes that the dome and the ice stalk are the weak points, uh, which I like the ice stalk being the weak yeah. point because it maybe protrudes beyond the force field. Just yeah, nice, but. That's nice a little bit of.
0: And that goes back. I'm sure that I'm sure that's always been a weak point in oh, uh, be, yeah, older episodes yeah. as well. I believe that um, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that was mentioned in Remembrance of the Daleks, which is uh, you know it, it does look dated, but it is a really good episode worth worth checking out yeah. if anybody's I think that interested. Might,
1: might be the only Dalek one from the classic series I haven't seen.
0: It is really it is really good. Um, Probably one of Sylvester McCoy's better better
1: routings, better showings. Yeah, I found a while. Yeah. Check that out.
0: Um, and any, uh, uh, and anyway, uh, the it activates a this. Life, yeah, they get a live feed, don't they? Um, the doctor says it wants us to see,
1: and the dark establishes itself as a monster where it takes out a good fifteen guys with yeah. sort of three shots.
0: well with one blast basically it's very clever it um, it shows its intelligence, it levitates off the ground, hits the sprinklers and then it uh, blasts the floor which has a sort of electricity effect doesn't it and um, basically it exterminates the whole room in one final
1: swoop yeah and it's 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 nice that it's not just a rampaging monster, it is also a tactical Mm -hmm. yes yes Um, he
0: says, he looks at the cameras and he says, I will talk only to the doctor.
1: And the doctor says, you're going to get rusty. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it's uh, evolved beyond getting uh, corroded, to be honest. Yeah, maybe. There we go. There's a doctor here, explains, extrapolating the biomass of a time traveller revitalised him. I wrote that word for word to, to get it, to get it right.
1: Uh, it's one of those it's one of those just like science things where you hear it and you're like, yeah. sure. That sounds Absolutely. like it makes sense, sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> like triplicating the flammability of alcohol. That, yes. that all that all sounds <laughs> logical to me. It's just like, sure, why not? <laughs> I mean Brian Cox might be able to poke holes in in that theory, but
1: to me that'll be, yeah, a, that, that'll that be makes a YouTube sense. video <laughs> like debunking the science of the Daleks something like that. <laughs> he, uh,
0: he tells the doctor he uh, searched the satellites and everything looking for Daleks. And the doctor asked him, And what did you find? Nothing. And again, begs for orders. Mm. It's just, it doesn't know what to do without them. So he decides to follow the primary Dalek order, and that is to destroy everything in its path.
1: Just to destroy and to conquer. And the doctor just says what's the point yeah good and again another good scene by Christopher Eccleston where mm. he just shouts the doctor down and tells it to kill itself
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> which for the doctor is very
0: <laughs> and it's sort of summed up with one retort by the,
1: by the Dalek when he says you would make a good Dalek I think there's a nice moment in again it's Christopher Eccleston's performance where it seems like that that, that scares him all and everything so funny he's like oh god he's is." Kind of maybe realizes what he's like, sort of turning into himself. Maybe has a little moment of self-realization.
0: Yeah, um, at this point, Van Staten is getting a bit worried. He's asking the doctor, "What does the Dalit want? It must want something." And he's like, "Where's the nearest town or city?" And he's like, "Salt Lake City or something." All Dad, and yep. that was a bit sharp. And he goes, "That's what it wants. That's all it wants. It, it's the ultimate." It will kill anything that's different. It's the ultimate in racial cleansing, and you've let it free.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's like <laughs> like it that even though the doctor's working with Van Staten, he still he still doesn't like him. He's just the Van that's is just very obviously the mm. lesser of two evils at the moment. I mean, it's I mean, it's no
0: great shock to know that the Daleks were obviously based on um, on the nazis i mean it was yeah it wasn't that long after the the war when uh, doctor who was first made and that so a lot of their inspiration uh, yeah, well, was taken from that their, their, you know their motives and uh things on uh, racial cleansing and that we won't get too into that but you know it's worth it's worth noting that's where their sort of inspiration comes from
1: oh, yeah that's no, it's a fair point it is true
0: if you need reminding how evil the the Nazis were Yes
1: I don't think we do <laughs> Oh
0: I think some people do uh, oh, but yeah. Anyway we'll, As I say we're not going to get into that
1: Moving yeah, on <laughs> the Van
0: Staten says um, They can um, close the bulkheads. Goddard said something about the system And we're going to need a computer genius For that And Van Staten says luckily you've got one here yeah. Well he does and own the, the internet. Yeah. It, <laughs> he says something, that nobody knows this software like me. So potentially he's he designed and created the software they're using.
1: Yeah.
0: And he almost gets a thrill out of it, doesn't he? He's like, It's been years since I've had to work this fast. He's <laughs> like, are
1: you enjoying this? Yeah. And then the doctor calls Rose, warning her mm. that the doors are about to be and she says, Well, can yeah. you know, stop them? And he says, I'm doing it. I who's <laughs> doing it.
0: Yeah, they sort of hesitate and try and give her a bit of time, but uh, you know the Dalek's getting closer, and um, he, he eventually presses. He's no choice but to press the button. Um, it's so scared
1: of the Dalek, he is. He's he's mm, willing to willing to give Rose's life basically to avoid it. From, scared yeah. of the Dalek slash scared mm. of confronting his own grief.
0: And he's scared of what the, the Dalek will do, as he said, if it if it gets loose.
1: I mean, uh, there is that. Like we just, just one of the good things in this episode where it's true, but normally the Doctor wouldn't wager one life against millions. You know what I mean? He'd normally, he'd normally come up with a solution no. to save everyone. I but mean, in this one, he's just straight up like, nope, I'm not letting it out. I mean, the humans... It's... 2012 would we'll probably
0: be able to stop one Dalek eventually, but it would do a hell of a lot of damage before um, we got to that point. To be fair, um, but we see Adams not waiting around; he, he rolls under the door, sort of Indiana Jones style, as it yeah. uh, well as they bulkhead as it as it closes, leaving Rose trapped on her own on the wrong side now we don't see anything but we do actually hear the, the Dalek shout exterminate and we hear it fire um, so we're sort of we we as the viewer and the doctor assuming Rose has been exterminated by the Dalek at this point
1: point. Yep. and the doctor again isn't willing to confront his own grief on it and uh, he immediately takes it out on Van Stanton Yes. Yeah. Rather than confront the fact that he did it, that he was the one ultimately who sealed the doors, and it's good writing because, because it's not entirely unjust to blame Van Staten, but you know, Van Staten's the one who wouldn't destroy it and kept yeah. it as prisoner all that time. But the main reason he's lashing out was Van Staten is because he's he's grieving but doesn't know how to deal with it. Yeah, and um,
0: Van Staten, what a little exchange I like, it won't be word for word, but he said, you know, I, I've you know, interested, I like these things, I just wanted to touch up and reach the stars and the doctor said you brought the stars and buried them under six
1: foot of concrete you just, or whatever You it just was. want to drag the stars yeah. down and bury them under tons of sand and dust and label That's them. It. You're, about, You're as about as far from the stars, as, stars as you can get. Yeah,
0: brilliant, brilliant exchange I've got. Oh, yeah, and, it, and it is ironic how these collectors sort of say they want to be close to these things and, ex- and And display them, yet they're just displaying them in their own sort of private little rooms half the time. There are, you know, there are people out there not too dissimilar to Van Staten. Obviously, Uh, he's got the volume turned right up, but.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's like those, I never understood those people who like collect things, but like they'll they'll never take them out of the box and look at them and things like that. And it's like, I'm not judging you if that's your thing, but it does Mm. always kind of strike me as like, well, why get it if you're never going to look at it? Yeah. That's, you know, each their own. (laughs) <laughs> exactly um, but then we cut
0: back and we see Rose is still alive um, the dad obviously didn't want to kill her or couldn't bring himself to kill her we sort of find out he is it is starting to feel some emotions which uh, again is explained by the doctor in, uh, in a few moments time why, that, why that's happening but it, um, says
1: it's, uh, it says it's contaminated
0: yeah uh, he sort of says, "Feed enough, Rose. Did more than revitalize it. It's uh, it's mutating." But we'll get to that because the the dialogue yes. obviously goes back on screen. He shows them with Rose. If you don't, um, if you don't open a bulkhead, I will exterminate Rose Tyler. He says, "What's the good? Uh, what's the use of emotions if you won't save the one you love?" And the Doctor sort of says, "Look." I, I, I've lost her once because he thought he had, I can't do it again. So he presses a yeah. button on the computer to uh, lift up the bulkheads, uh, which doesn't please Van and he thinks the doctor's <laughs> lost his mind at this point. What are we
1: do now, you bleeding heart? <laughs> yeah. And Adam, who's back in the room, who again, just as a little note, as soon as Adam enters the room, the doctor lashes out with him, he just takes, him, he takes it out on him as well. <laughs> yeah, says, and then
0: Adam... He says, says oh, you we we were quick on back. your feet. You're the one who shut the bulkheads, not me.
1: Completely fairly, as well. They had his yeah. ultimately like, well, yeah, you're the one who left them down there.
0: <laughs> they talk about how are they going to stop the Dalek? Um, all the weapons are in the vault down below. And Adam's like, no, only the catalogued ones. There are some in my office, so they run down to there. And he gets go, a great
1: look from Van Stan as well. As yeah, he's like,
0: excuse me. <laughs> um he explains he kept some around just in case just in case uh, he needs to fight his way out which the doctor pretty
1: much laughs at <laughs> yeah it's a, oh, it's a great situation he's looking through the like basket it's good i like something they sort of interject comedy into this Yeah, it's something they do really well if you if you just try to be constantly dark throughout the whole episode it'll, it'll work less and less like, you need to interject humor to sort of like so like you have like breaks from those dark moments you know what i mean because then they they hit more when they happen it's something yes. more, it's something that'll get covered in the empty child a lot more That, but it's there's a great bit where he's looking through the like basket of weapons it's like broken broken <laughs> hair dryer <laughs> broken that's it yeah and then I mean, adam it says he's, just... he kept these if he needs to fight his way out <laughs> he says, what are you gonna do throw your ear levels at them?" <laughs> yeah that that was it <laughs>
0: that was how well funny um he finds this monster of a gun, doesn't he? And he goes, this yeah. is more like it. Lock and load. Um, so um, we get back
1: yeah. to... Dalek um, goes to the office, asks Van Staten why he not You get this great scene where you see Van Staten just utterly powerless and terrified. Yeah. The dark, gaslight why he goes, "I, I don't know. I just thought if we, yeah, uh, well, if we could, uh, if we could mend you, we could get through to you." And he's like, "I'm so sorry. I just wanted you to talk." <laughs> I think <laughs> it's like, probably
0: the first. <laughs> no. probably the first time Vance has ever been in this. Uh, well, in his yeah. adult life, that he's in a situation where he has been completely powerless, and his money, his money is no use to him, and he's been confronted in
1: in this sort of way, and he sort of cracks like a baby, basically. It's another one of those ones where, um, a lot like Joseph Green from the Last Story, you can tell like the guy playing Van Staten is having a lot of fun playing, yeah. and then the Dalek goes, "Then hear me talk now!" and just yells, "Exterminate!" several times. <laughs> but of course, Rose saves Van Staten's life by diving in front and says, "Don't kill him." Yeah. Uh,
0: she sort of asks what the doctor want. Uh, the Dalek wants. The Dalek says, "It wants uh, freedom." So uh, we we go. Cut to them going up to level one. I think it said on the on the floor there, Ron. Um, uh, it shoots it shoots up into the the ceiling, in a hole, letting the sun come through, and um, it sort of exposes itself from its casing, doesn't it? And we actually see the the Dalek in the actual Dalek inside the uh, the metal casing,
1: which is I a like true how-
0: Dalek.
1: It is. I like how it looks hurt as well. Like when you see dogs, yeah. they look like they're in good health. This one does look damaged, and it looks like it's been hurt. It's not a pretty, not a pretty sight. The actual
0: diet. its it's basically a green blob with one eye and tentacles, isn't it? It's not, not that much to it
1: really. Yeah. Well, you see, it just sort of basks in the sunlight, and it asks Rose mm. how it feels. And then uh, the soundtrack the... just cuts. Yeah. As Rose well said, uh, as the doctor. Tells Rose to get out of the way from out of, from out of nowhere. The doctor appears with his gun.
0: Uh, Rose asks, What are you doing? And I said, oh, Well, you know, I've got to kill it. And just, But why? It it doesn't, all it wants is to feel the sun. And, and the, doctor, uh, it, the doctor says, something about, really quite Yeah. Is it it's, what? <laughs> it, it's something about it. It's not, it, you know, it's changing. And the, Rose says, yeah, and what are you changing into? And this sort of yeah. makes the doctor
1: realise, doesn't it? This is the bit where he ultimately has to face his own grief. Yeah. Where he just says, like he just says, that they're all dead. <laughs> In reference to his own people, mm. yet he finally has to grasp that, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's that moment where sort of admitting it to yourself, you know, making it real and facing up, and facing up to something which is, yeah. you know, really good writing and, and good acting. You know, yeah, we all have yeah. these moments of denial um, you know, when we lose somebody or things go, go wrong in life, and sometimes you have to sort of face up to it
1: to move forward. Yeah, you know, in, you know this, this episode's arc for the Doctor, is that? I don't really worry because he He can't face his own grief, and it's not entirely unjust that he projects onto the Dalek and onto Van Stan because he is ultimately you know, they are partly responsible, but you can tell that, at least, I, you know, watching it, you, I could tell that the main reason is, uh, the main reason he's lashing out is because of that grief, that unresolved yeah. grief that he still has. Yeah, in himself. great. Well, yeah, a mixture of grief,
0: uh, remorse and, and, and guilt. Yeah. Well, I think we're
1: missing all the same thing, but you know, but yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> um, and then the, do- the Dalek asks the men, you know says to the Doctor where they, like why do we survive? And the Doctor's just like I don't know, which is fair, you know. He's like, <laughs> he's like there's, there's no grand plan to it. it just it just happened.
0: Um, the Dalek asks Rose to order it to die because it, it it's, you know it's, it can't kill itself unless it's um, being ordered to. She refuses at first, but then, uh, then she finally relents after it does uh, the obey, which yeah. is kind
1: of like it's, it's not as big as Catfish's exterminate, but it does.
0: It's up right, there. It's up there. It's, yeah. and uh, yeah, it screeches at her a few times, and then obey, oh, obey. Oh,
1: um, there's a great love the last exchange it has, where um, it said it asks again, that you frightened, Rose Tyler? And it says yeah, and then it just says so am I, and I like that. It's really quite. It's quite a touch and light. And again, this episode makes you feel sorry for a mass murder and genocide. Yeah, it is. It it's is very clever. clever.
0: But no, it, it's on its own. It's it's changing. It it doesn't quite understand what's happening to it. I suppose. Yeah. Does it? It, it's, uh... it's
1: reasons for killing itself is quite meta. Mm. Like it realizes it. It decides that. It, it's changing into something different, but it's also aware that because it's a Dalek and it's different, it's therefore impure and quote yeah. marks, shouldn't exist. It's, it's quite a sort of, it's it's a well-written way of sort of making this thing not want to exist anymore, I guess.
0: Yeah. And uh, the way it sort of self-destructs itself, the little spheres
1: it uh, also does. It's a little... lower
0: body, sort of, sort of come out, don't they, and surround it. And it kind and of, it... Sort of implodes itself rather than explodes, doesn't
1: it? Sort of, and it uh, gives a little external before it mm. does it. Again, yeah. it, makes, it makes exterminate an emotional like, catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's you know, the death toll to mo- <laughs> like most mm. things, yeah.
0: but it is basically a, a living weapon, so. If it's uh, mutating and evolving beyond wanting to kill everything, there's you know there's not really a lot else for a Dalek to do when it's uh, cased in a in a weapon basically. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, the Dalek after died. That, we we after that we see uh, we see sort of Goddard taking control of Unspat and telling them to arrest him. Um, and leave him you know takes the phrase that he was using in the first in the first thing we see him you
1: know. wipe his memory leave him on the road someplace yeah Because <laughs> he I'm Henry Van Stad you can't do this then tonight Henry Van Stad will be a homeless brainless junkie yeah <laughs> on the streets of Seattle Sacramento someplace beginning with S.
0: <laughs> uh the doctor and Rose are going to leave um Adam's like, you can't leave me here. So they be sort of begrudgingly um, takes him with them. uh, The the doctor begrudgingly, Rose, is well up for it. (laughs) But uh, in the next episode, we see how well that works out. Yeah. Uh, And then the TARDIS
1: dematerializes and...
0: Yeah. He's a bit confused, isn't he? He's like, you know, what are you doing? Why are you going into that bar? And uh, he's a bit confused. You never actually see inside the TARDIS in this episode, do you? Whether that's for, the... whether that's for budgeting reasons or pacing, but not that it matters, the first episode. But...
1: It's the first episode. You don't see inside the TARDIS, mm. actually.
0: And that's basically the end of the episode. Very, as we've been saying, you know, very strong episode. Very emotional, actually. Yes. Um, works and making you feel sorry for a Dalek, which you wouldn't have thought possible before this episode. It's
1: uh, yeah, absolutely yeah, great, tele- great television we've done so far, and that's not a knock on the other episode. It just shows how much this this episode is up there. And I mean, he's like, say the guy who wrote for Doctor Who, he hasn't wrote for Doctor Who again, and I feel like he should. Uh, <laughs> he, yeah,
0: definitely. Really I didn't realise this was his uh, only episode
1: until you. Uh... I, so you mentioned it, actually. I think so. I could well be wrong, but I I've, I've, I've read uh, somewhere. I have
0: a feeling. Yeah, I have a feeling you're probably right on
1: that. But well, yeah, it's uh, it's great. I just there's one thing I want to mention about this episode as well is it goes back to that thing I was saying where like Doctor Who's made on no budget. Like I realize when you're watching this, like this whole place like it was filmed in a warehouse. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this entire episode, it's just, yeah, it's just a warehouse with no. You know, there's no futuristic tech, not much. You know, there's the museum where there's, like, you know, remnants of stuff. But it's not massive. Like, the two main things are the Sladeen's arm and an old Cyberman head, which they probably had lying around in the BBC's, like, uh, like prop thing somewhere. And beyond that, it is, it is just literally a corridor and a warehouse and, you know, some boxes and some people, but the writing carries it.
0: Yeah, obviously. it's well, you know, it's well shot, though, yeah. Um... Yeah, you know it probably has a tenth, maybe even less than a tenth of the budget of these big American shows that seem to have all the exagger extravagance and special effects, and and yet this is probably better than a lot of those.
1: Yeah, because they can't, because they can't hide behind the budget. Basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, about that films when they. Um, you know they don't have a big budget. It sort of makes them think outside the box, and they end up with better productions
1: because of it. Yeah, you have to think of clever ways to come around it. I mean, like I say we'll we'll talk about Blink later on, but like uh, the villains in Blink were literally made because they couldn't afford to animate mm. them moving. So that was why, <laughs> that's why the villains in Blink are just statues. But but it works and it carries it. But yeah, uh, yeah, brilliant episodes.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. You've yeah. never seen it. Make sure to check it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah. You just you you've got to watch this episode if you're a Doctor yeah. Who fan. It's
1: also even if you don't have Netflix, all of the Doctor Who episodes are on BBC iPlayer. And that uh, too, yeah. So yeah, even if you don't, like, you are no excuse. So if you, even if you don't have Netflix, get onto um, iPlayer and Get it watched. This is the one I would say if you if you were only going to want to watch um, one episode of Doctor Who, watch this one.
0: So before we sign
1: off, anything you want to add or say? Uh, <laughs> not off the top of my head, other than other than just like I said, just to reiterate, it could arguably be the best episode in the history of the show. Yeah, it, you know, why I can't including the classic it, series really in that as well. Yeah. And um, Yeah, next week's gonna feel like a bit of a come down compared to (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's um
0: it's not one of the better episodes next week's from what I remember.
1: I mean I don't hate it, but but yeah, it's it's just uh it feels like another one of those sort of end of the world ones where it's just a very pain by numbers episode. But after that, yeah, you've got like uh, the long um you've got what's called another long game. That's so you got the long game next and you got Father's Day and then the empty child. Yeah. Yeah. It, it went for a very strong showing so some some fun
0: episodes to come okay yeah and uh, you can find us at rogue underscore opinions at uh, your twitter and um instagram you can find me at carlos underscore fire 89 uh, we have more pods out there we've got to create a pay-per-view pod with nathan jimmy and scott which will be a fun listen we've We'll have takeover and SummerSlam reviews up by the time this pod is released, I should think. So make sure you check those out
1: as well. Uh, at some point, me and Nathan want to do a Defiant Wrestling sort of memories podcast. Uh, I won't put an exact time on that, but um, yeah,
0: hopefully we can
1: get that out there sometime. And uh, that's all I've got to say.
0: Yeah, same here, okay, thanks for tuning in, and it's goodbye from me. See ya.